When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. Thank you for downloading the Manchester Football Social Podcast. Before we get started, make sure you've subscribed to this channel so you get the latest show as soon as it's ready. You can do that by clicking subscribe however you get your podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. So do it now. And here's tonight's show. This is the Manchester Football Social Legend Review. Welcome, welcome. This is the Manchester Football Social. I'm Jim and the Premier League is back at last in a season that feels like it's having more breaks than a Roy Keane tackle. And the season has picked up exactly where it left off. Manchester City imperious and Manchester United imperfect again. While City were taking part in a training match against one London team down south, another team faced from the capital was at Old Trafford, causing the Reds all kind of issues at Old Trafford, and it led to some familiar cries of Jose out among the Manchester United faithful. Here to defend his man for the next hour or so, we've got United legend Mickey Thomas. Evening, Mickey. Evening, Jim. And for the Blues, we've got Gary Owen. Evening, Gio. Yeah, good evening, Jim. Right, get involved in tonight's show. 0345 7625. That is the number you need to call. 87711 is the text number. I want your views on your team this evening and it does seem slightly deafening the calls for Jose's head right now. Very few people saying that he is the man to turn it around at United. Those fans suggesting he just needs more money and more time seem to be getting less and less and less at the moment. So if you're one of those, if you're one of the people still backing Jose, make sure you have your voice heard. Make sure you speak loudest. 0345 7625 is the phone number to get involved. If not then who replaces him? Because that seems to be the question that no one can answer right now. If Jose goes, who comes in? Get involved in tonight's show. But first, we're going to start with some positives. And Manchester City, who looked better than ever again when they faced West Ham at the London Stadium. Gary, you've said this year already that this City team somehow looked better than last season. And yep. it looked again that way on Saturday. I said to you, um, I think the team was put together last season... Um, Pep knew what he had to do. We had to change it. We invested heavily to bring in four or five players. We've not had to invest as heavily since. 
but when certain players come up that will add to the squad and will and either replace or join the ones that's there that will continue to happen but the style of football is a joy to watch I've said it and I did say and you're absolutely right not once but numerous times on the show that the team is better this year than they were last season I mean if you look at the stats the stats is is frightening mm. um, I looked at them all all today when you think of of the goals we scored 40 goals we've at the woodwork nine times we've had over over 270 shots 100 on target I mean when you look at all the stats that go with it I mean Laporte is probably equally the the most complete passer from a defender in the whole of the Premier League you can go on and on and on and on so all those stats add up to what I'm saying is that we've played is it 13 games or 14 games now we're unbeaten We've won 11 or 12 and drawn two. And the two that we've drawn is <coughs> Wolves, which was obviously a handball when he punched it in. And Liverpool, to me, if you go to Liverpool at any time with a good, bad or indifference, is always a good point. Are oh, you going to go the season unbeaten now? Come on, big of question. I mean, you're confident all that stuff. Of course we are. Of course we are. Wow. No, no, but I've said you. Are you, Gio? Come well, on. It's very different on, to what you have I, said I, previously. I said this on Friday. Lads, tongue in cheek, by the way. I did say this on Friday. <laughs> I said, I can't see us getting beat. And that sounds arrogant. That sounds like a United supporters would have said a few years ago. Mm. We're not going to get beat. Nobody can beat us. But I, I don't see anybody beating us. The current um, odds on Man City going the entire season unbeaten. It won't be much. Guess what they are? Uh, 20 to 1. 11 to 2. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is absolutely insane. Oh, you're, well, you're not allowed to bet, are we? No, no way. Uh, but Rose, remember to uh, bet responsibly. Do bet responsibly. The weird thing about watching City at the moment, that if it was a computer game and you were playing that on FIFA or Chat Manager, you'd go, real. I need to turn the difficulty level up at the moment. It's too easy at the moment. Well, let's just take last season and bring it into this season. Mm. The stats are even crazier. There wouldn't be a game. You wouldn't buy it because it'd be so unfair. Well, you buy everything else, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair comment. Uh, yeah, no, but, but you you would, I mean, it's gone. It's. Um, I mean, the stats when you add from last season and add it onto this season. I mean, it's. You know, defeats nil. In the January nil. window, would you obviously add one or two more players? Well, I'll tell you what he wants to do. He wants to bring in the two boys from Ajax, the two young boys. Like, uh, I don't want to say it, mm. right or something. Yeah, and Frank de Jong. I think those two players are uh, obviously. Uh, helping Ajax to play in Champions League, both are playing, um, and they've been highlighted. Those have been uh, pointed out as as players that we would be interested in. I think uh, Le, Le Licht, or whatever his name is, who plays at the back. I think he is looking to be the golden boy for under twenty ones in the world. So, and I don't think just us looking at him. And that Frank de Jong, we've been linked with him because he's a holding midfield player. He's only a young player. Pep seems to it's be building buying. for the future, isn't he's it? I mean, all the time. if anything, Fernandinho is the older statesman. In that when you team. look at the buys he's bought, when you look at uh, Laporte, was only 23 when we bought him. Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus was 19. Sane, you can go on and on and on. Bernardo Silva's 23. Uh, John Stones, uh, you can go on and on and on. And they're all young players that have got the best years ahead of them, you'd have thought. What impressed me at the weekend was the way City finished their chances and the fact that I don't think they scored a goal that was outside the six-yard box. They gave West Ham in that game no chance of stopping them scoring, essentially. it was They were just working, getting the ball to the byline, cutting it back, tap in. And it was just so clinical from City. And I think that was the difference between this season and maybe what we saw last season when they were missing a few chances here and there. And yeah. then I'm not doing it that this okay, season. Okay, but let's, if, if I'm going to be fair, 
I think that yes, we did have the majority of play. Yes, we did probably as many shots as, as we normally have. But let's not take anything away from West Ham. West Ham had some good chances, mm. and the difference was they didn't put them away. And as I say, whether you one nil up, two nil up, three nil up, whatever scoreline you're at, goals change not just scorelines but attitudes. If West Ham would have got one before we scored, or when we just scored, made it an equaliser, it's a different game. And Mickey will tell you. What it does is it changes the attitudes, not only of the team that scored, but the team that are either leading or, or, or drawing then. It puts a negative into your mind. And don't care what you say, it does happen. And, OK, some good saves, some bad finishing, some unluckiness, from, um, if there's such a word as unluckiness. Well, that's what Pep Guardiola yeah. said. He said he said City were lucky to get the victory, which is weird. When no. you come away 4-0 winners... How well, I think he... Listen, he was un- he thinks we were lucky to scoreline 4-0 because it could have been a different scoreline than 4-0, but I always felt that we was going to win that game. Talk about Leroy Sane because he had a slow start to the season. It seemed like he had some kind of World Cup hangover almost mm. from not being selected in the World Cup, but now... Man of the match at the weekend, and he seems to have found his feet and is absolutely flying. Yeah, he's a great talent, and, and you know he's showing now that when he comes inside, I mean, the goal that he took was just—it was like a five-a-side goal. The way he brought it down, turned the defender, took Fabianski and the defender both the wrong way, and then had a simple tap-in. But it just shows you the confidence these players are playing with, and that comes from the run that we've had this season, continuing from last season because Pep wanted it to continue. He wanted to see how how hungry those players were for success the next season. Not that they've had the fill of it last season with the with the league and the cup, but they want to see how hungry they were to keep it. But I, but I asked you the question I said to Jim, I think, uh, before, the Champion League is an important piece to, to win that, to send out a real message to the footballing world, because, yeah, the Premier League looks like it's going to be yours, but I don't think if you so are going to be touted as the best team around, and you know what I mean, you have to have that. In, in, in the trophy it cabinet, is, yeah, well, Of course you'd like to have it, but for me, and I've said, and Pep Guardiola said it when he did the interview with Neville on Sky, I think, uh, in the last season, for him, back-to-back. Back. If we win it, we win it. If we don't win it, we don't win it. The club would obviously like to win Of course he would. Mm. Pep Guardiola, he, as a man, wants that, though, back-to-back. That shows the team he can win a back-to-back. 0345 is the number if you want to get involved and we are going to turn our attention briefly to the Champions League because Man City are in action tomorrow night against Leon, and we've got Ian Cheeseman who's in Leon on the phone. Evening, Ian. Evening. How's Leon treating much you? Wire, I should say, really. Yeah. Uh, have, you, um, have, have you had much of a uh, much chance to experience the wine and the cheese yet? Not really. Uh, what, what struck me, first of all, it's raining over here, uh, so it feels like uh, I'm back in Manchester. Uh, the temperature is probably about the same as it was uh, when I left, but uh, because it's night time, because it's raining, it feels very gloomy, this city. Oh, I didn't realise until somebody pointed out to me today that Lyon is the second biggest city in France. And when you get here and you're travelling from the airport, you realise what a big spread out city it is. Um, and you can easily get lost in. I would imagine that the City fans who come over for this game um, will be spread all over the City. Uh, I assume at some point, as they usually do, there'll be some gathering point in the City centre. I'm told that the markets, I suppose they're equivalent to the Christmas markets, uh, will perhaps be where they gather. Uh, but some cities you go, you go to on these European trips and you think there is a very obvious centre, there is a very obvious congregating place but I haven't spotted that yet it just seems very very spread out here Does it feel like from the City fans there's a confidence going into this match because obviously as we've been talking about the Premier League it's almost like a cakewalk for City in the Premier League at the moment but in the Champions League it's not 
gone quite, I mean, it's been far from a disaster, but it's not gone quite as smoothly, perhaps. No, obviously the game that they lost was uh, to Leon, uh, who they play tomorrow night here. So on that basis, you would imagine that there will be a little bit more respect towards the uh, the opposition that they're playing tomorrow. I couldn't quite weigh up whether Leon played exceptionally well that night or City played badly. Or I mean, obviously the old thing is a, a combination of both. Whether they underestimated them, perhaps the games have been easy in the Premier League. I don't think Pep Guardiola ever thinks that way, but you, you could argue one or two of the players may well have done. And they scored a couple of goals and... and City never really came back from it in that game. And yet, having said that, Leon's form in their own domestic league isn't exactly tearing clubs apart. So you would have thought that City would be capable of coming here tomorrow night and winning the game, which would also guarantee top spot in the group, which means the Hoffenheim game, which is still to come at home, mm. becomes a dead rubber. And with all the fixtures that City have in December, nine in all, uh, with the League Cup, quarter-final and that Champions League game plus seven Premier League games you would have thought it'd be ideal if the, the game against Hoffenheim could be treated as a sort of League Cup tie effectively and, and, and leave out all the key players Cheesy, it's Gary here, how are you doing? I've, I've no doubt you'd have found somewhere nice to have your dinner this evening because I know I know a roving reporter like you can't work on an empty stomach <laughs> <laughs> well, you're saying that. I've just had something to eat. But yeah. we, we, we found our way to the accommodation. But because the city is so big, as I said, we've not gravitated towards a sort of, you know, ideal central location with restaurants and cafes and bars. At the moment, it just feels like everything, perhaps I'm in the wrong place, but everything is just scattered about. So we've, we've gone into a little patisserie uh, and had a couple of uh, French... <laughs> Uh, croissants and, and, and different things that you can get in there. Very, very nice, I have to say. Uh, and I'm just making my way now to a hotel to, to meet up with a couple of colleagues from the Manchester Evening News. We're going to record a podcast with them. Uh, and then it'll be back to uh, the hotel, I suppose, tonight. So maybe tomorrow when, when it's light and we can see the river and we can try and find out where all the city fans are, we'll get a, bit of a better idea of what this city is all about. Just let me ask you a couple of things. You said um, about the first game in Lyon. One, Pep Guardiola, quite surprising, well, not surprising because we knew it was going to happen, was not on the touchline that night. It was Mikel Arteta. I felt the team was set up uh, square pegs around holes. I didn't feel that any of the players that night played anything like that we've seen them play. I mean, it was certainly, for me, just an unlike Pep Guardiola side, an unlike... Pep Guardiola performance. Uh, they scored the two goals. We got one back. We could have easily got an equaliser, but we didn't. I don't really feel we deserve to win it, but having said that. But Leon are sat second in their league, by the way. I know uh, PSG have run away with it, but they're sat second in that league. So even though you, some people argue that the French league is not maybe the strongest, they are second above, and nobody would expect to be above PSG with the money they've spent. So I don't think they're doing too bad this season, Leon. I was more referring to when we played them. I think at okay. the time they might have been fifth or sixth in the league, but you're right, they've, they've recovered from them. Maybe they, the victory at City gave them a little bit of confidence. I wouldn't underestimate a French side. I mean, when City played uh, Monaco a couple of years ago, you know they were very impressive and knocked the Blues out. And clearly Mendy and Bernardo Silva were headhunted and recruited since then. And I believe mm. City are looking at a couple of the Lyon players at the moment, actually. So it'll be interesting to watch them again tomorrow. 
to see what sort of quality they've got. I, I don't underestimate this. I think this is the, the toughest game, apart from the trip to Anfield and, of course, the home game against Leon. I think this is the toughest game that City have played this season. So I think it's a real test. Your, your argument about the, the square pegs in round yeah. holes and everything is valid. And obviously, we know that Arteta was in charge, although... Before the game, I was thinking, well, what difference does that make? Because Pep can speak to them at the training ground before they get on board the bus to then drive around. After that, he couldn't have any contact with them. But surely not being in the dressing room doesn't make that much difference. Not being on the touchline surely doesn't no, make, I agree make that you. much no, I agree difference. With you on that point. So, so I, don't, I don't think perhaps that was a significant factor. Um, but, you know, you do wonder afterwards when they lose... Would it have been any different if Pep had been in the dressing room and had been on the touchline? Uh, but I, I think that City will, this time, not underestimate Leon. But clearly there's a couple of key players not travelled. I believe Jesus hasn't travelled. Um, Gundogan hasn't travelled. Bernardo City Silva. without KDB. Bernardo Silva. Mendy. Uh, Mendy obviously is injured. So there's quite a few absentees. Um, but the, one, <laughs> the strange thing is, Gaza, uh, that there have been times when I've seen before a game a pet team that I thought, not quite using your words, but something similar of square pegs in round holes, and then thought, what do I know? And then they've gone and won the game about 5-0. Mm. So uh, even though sometimes I do look at the team and think, I'm not sure about this one, it always seems to be right. So I'm confident whatever team he'll pick will give Leon a real good game. And they'll be really motivated because winning the group at this stage and qualifying as, as the top one in the, the group is just perfect for where... City want to be at the moment so I think they'll be really up for it Cheesy thank you very much for coming on enjoy Leon you get yourself back to your pastries and wine or whatever it is you're digging into Messi Messi <laughs> and you can catch in tomorrow night on Forever Blue there'll be a full preview of the Manchester City game obviously a pre-recorded show because Ian's living up in Leon at the moment uh, right we weren't going to move on to Manchester United next we're going to give Mickey a little bit of a break for a few minutes but we've got Lee on the phone from Wigan who wants to have a bit of a chat about United even in Lee hello are you okay very good my friend so what were your views on the game at the weekend you probably start by getting a phone that has slightly better reception than you've got, Lee. We're going to have to let you go. We'll try and get you back on in a little bit because we can't hear what you're saying. Before we do move on to Manchester United, and if you want your say on United, we will get to it shortly. 0345 111 Just something that Ian was saying there, Gary, that I think is really interesting about Pep Guardiola not being on the touchline for the first Leon game. Mikel Arteta stepping in. I was watching City at the weekend and I was thinking... What happens when Pep leaves this job? It might be two years down the line, but he's talking slightly about international management at some point. We know he doesn't stay for a decade or so at a club. He does move on to the next thing. What's the what's the progression? What's the next you step imagine, after Pep? You would imagine the effect that Manchester United have had when Alex Ferguson... And listen, for one second, all the United fans out there screaming on the radio, I'm not saying that with the same... Uh, things that he's won but he has won personally uh, Guardiola with different clubs you know equally as much as what perhaps Sir Alex has won at one club mm. you ask him what happened to City I think the devastation would be because he can't replace Alex Ferguson it's no. been proven they've tried everybody or they're, or they're trying everybody should I say we've got Pep Guardiola I believe when he leaves he's just he's just something that we have to enjoy while he's here and when he's gone, we've got to look back and, and have enjoyed it. I don't think anybody can replace him. I think he's the best coach in the world. Uh, he's proving it. 
and will continue to prove it, whether he's with us or he's with somebody else. He did it at Bayern, he did it at, at Madrid. Uh, sorry, at Barca, he's done it with us. OK, you can say he's brought the players in, but they play with a style. Mm. is pleasing to the eye that even, even our staunchest rivals look and think, hmm... It's lovely to watch, but I can't admit it. And you'll be in a better place when he leaves than when he came in, I guess, Absolutely. whatever the situation. Right, we're going to turn the focus on to United next. 0345 7625 is the phone number. Your reaction to the weekend's draw against Crystal Palace and further calls for Jose Mourinho to get the boot. Give us a call and we'll talk about that next on the Excess Manchester Football Social. This is the Manchester Football Social Legend Review. This is the Manchester Football Social and we have two legends giving their review of the weekend's action in the studio. Mickey Thomas for United, Gary Owen from Manchester City and I'm Jim. Good evening. We're going to be talking about Manchester United very, very shortly. Your opinions are very much welcome. 0345 7625 is the phone number if you want to get involved. We're going to play a little net game, Mickey Thomas. Are you ready for this? Yep. So, I'm going to give you some words that I have read in reviews of the weekend's game versus Crystal Palace and you can tell me whether you think they were actually used or whether I've added them in for effect, okay? So these are post-match reports and whether they included these words or not. Did a post-match report I read include the word bad? Use, use your voice, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't just nod. <laughs> it did, correct. Uninspiring. Yeah. Correct. Insipid. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> I'll just say it. It was in there. Yeah. Humdrum. Yeah. Yep. And turgid. Yeah. Yeah. And are they all fair words to use to describe Manchester United at the weekend? Yeah. Turgid <laughs> is a word that. Yeah. I, I, listen, even my game, secondary modern, I can't was, get my head around. Listen, you can't hide from the fact that the most uh, thing you should look at the reaction from the crowd after the game mm. when they booed. Yeah. That says it all for me, that they weren't happy with the performance, Jim. Um, it wasn't a good one. Uh, Palace have not won at Old Trafford in 27 years. You know, you expect that would continue at the weekend. Uh, didn't get the goals. Palace had one or two. I think that their goal was disallowed, probably on the borderline, but it was disallowed in the end. But United were poor, Jim. You can't get mm. away from the fact. And, you know, I think he came out after the manager and obviously said one or two strong words towards the players and... You know, the reaction from the fans is all for me, Jim. When you get a boo like that old Trafford, you know you haven't performed. You're Mickey, quite right. Can I, Mickey, just ask you, because we both felt that United was going to beat uh, Well, I think we all did. I mean, I said, listen, Lukaku will score, yeah. United will win, da-da-da-da. Yeah. Um, what do you see from the outside hmm. looking in? Is it players that don't know what they're supposed to be in that team or are they not playing to the strength or is it both? No, they're not Gio, playing to the strength Gio, and they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. I was saying to you, you, we've been a player yourself at the highest level. Mm. We've both played at the highest level. You know, once you're on that pitch, you have to take responsibility. You know, the fans can have an opinion that, but it's down to you. You know, they can they can roar you on, whatever, but you have to take the responsibility yourself. You have to go out and perform. No matter what the manager does off the pitch, you've got to do on the pitch. Anybody on that field on Saturday... Deserve their wages for this week. Was anybody that you stood well, out and said, "Well, no, it's a complete poor performance." I mean, David here, probably an exception. He did a couple of great saves, but no, all round in general, Jim, it wasn't a performance that you know you associate with Manchester United. But this moment in time, they are struggling to get a performance in. As you say, it's all about the fan reaction at the weekend yeah, at Old Trafford, and I don't think 
I might be wrong here, but I don't remember David Moyes, even in that period, ever having his team booed as they left us pitch, which sort of says a lot, that there was a lot of negativity towards Moyes, but there seems to be well, more Jim, against Jose Mourinho. Jim, when the opposition, the Crystal Palace, and, and the record they have at Old Trafford, you can understand mm. why. Because, like Gary said before, I expect us to win that game comfortable. It is all about the fan views, and let's get some fan views on. 0345 111 if you want to get involved. And we're going to speak to Brian. Evening, Brian. Evening, Jimmy. Okay. Very good, my friend. Thanks for coming on. So, how, give us your view of the weekend. Were you one of the ones booing at the final whistle? It was just... It wasn't even booing. It's, I, I don't... Like Nicky's saying, the, the players have got to take responsibility. That's fair enough. But when they're not playing week in, week out, and they're not performing, it's the manager that's got to take responsibility. And he's, he's, he's like he's lost the plot. I don't know what's going on. But if you just say you, the manager on Saturday, and you put those 11 players on that pitch, you would expect them players to win that game, wouldn't you? The 11 he selected, I was happy with. You would expect them, Mickey, but at the same point, when I said this, I said with Mourinho, when he came in, I wasn't happy at all. And if you're a United fan and you were happy with Mourinho being appointed, then... It's like saying you like red wine and it should be kept in the fridge. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous comment to think you're happy with him at United. He's not a United Why so, Brian? Ever. I mean, firstly, I quite like chilled red wine sometimes. Yeah, a nice cold rock is all right. In a hot climate, yeah, of course. That's right. But we are but, in Manchester. But why so? Why so, if you're a proper United fan, as you say, would you have been unhappy with the appointment of Jose Mourinho? If you look at his track record and the way that he's managed at other teams, it's clear to see that he's not going to bring United's way of playing. He's not at all. He's not got no interest in youth. He's got no problems. You know what it is? It's his ego. It's his ego as a manager and as a person. It's nothing to do with the players. If, if this player's not performing and not scoring, take him off. And just have a chance with youth. There's a couple of players in the under-23s that have been... That, just give him a chance. And he won't do that because if, if he gives them a chance and they don't score, he's got to take the blame. Where this way around, he can turn around and say, well, the, the players should be doing what they're doing. They should be scoring. The, the, they're expected to play. Well, yeah, they are, Jose, but they're not doing it. So do something. Where did it go from here then, Brian? I mean, fan base seems to be pretty much divided at the moment. You've got 50% of the people saying, well, probably more than 50% of the people saying, get red. Another 50% saying, give him some money because he's not been given the chance to get the players in that he wants, which is kind of what Mickey's suggesting, that the players aren't yeah. doing it and maybe they need more reinforcements. Listen, I understand what you're saying, give him some money and get players in. Listen, you can give my slave to players up from since Sunday. You can give him a start and he'd probably bag more than Lukaku. So it's nothing to do with the money because they're not going to keep throwing money at the problem. It's not. It's not City. Like City, like um, Gary was saying at the beginning that they bought all these young players. The difference is they're playing them. They're mm. playing the young players and, and, and they're thriving. But that's to do with you coaching, isn't it? That's, you, you can't just you can't just chuck players on the pitch. It's to do with the coaching and the formation and the and the tactics, which does come from the manager. Well, so what, so what, where's the coaching coming from? Because that on Saturday was ridiculous. If you're telling me that that was coaching. Either, either the players have lost him. Like every other change room he's been to, he's lost the players. Every single one. This is what I mean about him. He shouldn't beat United. Every single club he's been at, he's lost the change room. He has. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, I think... Because what happens, Chelsea, Jim, I think what he's alluding to that, you know, it's happened at United, but... You know, the one thing you have to have glimmer of hope is that he can get back to winning trophies. He has mm. that pedigree, but, you know, we're not near the top four at the moment. That was a bad result for Manchester United in, in many ways, and that puts pressure on everyone because the next game is young boys tomorrow evening. Brian, cheers for your call, mate. Thank you very much for coming on, but appreciate your call. We're going to go straight to the other one. We've got Stuart on the phone, who's another United fan. Even Stuart? 
evening, gents. All right. Very good. Thanks for coming on. So, do you share Brian's opinion there? Is it all down to the manager? I'd say it's 73. The managers, if you look at the manager, what's he done in the pre-season? He said, I don't expect much from the players this season. Things aren't going to be a great season. Now, in any industry, if you've got a boss that ain't got much faith in you, you're not going to want to do your best for him, are you? going to go, he doesn't think much of us. I'm just going to do what I've got to do. And I think that's what a lot of the players are barely doing. I don't even think they're putting in full performances for him. So... I can't blame the manager. You can also blame the players slightly, but I don't know the answer. I want it to work for him. I really want it to work out for him because I think he is a he was a great manager. Now he, he's a good manager. Can, can I just ask, ask you the question? Time. Sorry, Joe. Just let me ask you this question: If you were a Manchester United player, what you just said then, and you were going on that football pitch, if you had an agenda with a manager, you wouldn't perform. I wouldn't do that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be from the heart here. I, would, I don't care what I've had a problem with a manager. My duty is to perform on that football pitch, mm. and, 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 you know what I mean, and, and give a 90-minute performance. I wouldn't care what happened with the manager. While I'm on that pitch, I have responsibility for the badge and for the club. Well, let me ask Mickey and Gary. You've both played the games. Mm. You must have been in a situation where you didn't gel with one of the managers that was managing you at the time. Did it affect well, your performance? Well, I had performance? Even, that's, that's a <laughs> <lot>. <laughs> even on a psychological level, did it not affect your performance on the no. pitch in any way? Right. Off the pitch, yes, because it, it, if you didn't get on with with the manager, we had one the same one, Ron Saunders. I mean, what he did at, uh, at Aston Villa was phenomenal. Boy, did at West Brom was criminal. Hmm. I mean, it was it was diabolical. But we, of course, you do that. But when you're on the pitch, you play. But you know, I, I don't know if the call is still there. But the question I'd like to ask is: of the players that United have in that squad, is there any that you you don't like? Because I, I'm, I'll just speak them out loudly now you've got Darmian who's an Italian uh, right back you've got uh, Phil Jones you've got um, uh, um, so Bailey by, you've by, got yeah, Lindorf all in all in sure. their own country Shaw all good players then you've got Sanchez you've got uh, Lingard you've got Rashford Mata Fellaini Pogba I mean individually those players should you should be able to get 11 players out there to go out and do a better performance than they're doing and pick up more points than they're doing. Because at this moment in time, United 21 points, they're closer to, they're closer to Fulham, who are bottom of the league, than they are to us at the top. Mm. I've never seen a struggle in the Premier League, you know, like mm. a relegation battle, so that could be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. It'd be great. If, if, if that's, the, that's the aim this year, to avoid relegation, so be it now, but... With respect to the players, yeah, we have got good players, but they just, they just look like they're not interested. And I get what Mickey's saying about, yeah, you're passionate and all that, but I think a lot of these players nowadays are just mercenaries. I don't want to talk about the money side of it because mm. we know that's how it's gone. But I think a lot of the players, I like that, you know, but it makes no sense that that would just be the case. It makes no sense that that would just be the case at United, Stuart, because you have massive contracts and you have players with egos at every single club up and down the country. So why does it appear, and I use the word rotten quite cautiously here, but why does it appear to be rotten at United and not at other clubs? Honestly, I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. That's the thing. If, if anyone could say that's the cause of the problem, we can get rid of it. You have people saying it's Ed Woodward's fault, it's Bruno's fault. There's just too many people 
stood there taking the blame or not or not putting their hands up and taking responsibility for it. I mean, the best thing I'm going to... Right, it sounds tough, but you just had Roy Keenly, the island tell I would go and do anything and get him in and get him working with them players somehow. That is daft. <laughs> who knows what the club's all about. Could he put that winning mentality? Not saying as a manager, just get him in there somehow on the coaching staff. Stuart, cheers for your call, mate. Appreciate that. Know. Thank you for coming okay. on. 0345-111-7625. Still time to get involved. You said something interesting there, Gary, that I kind of think might be the root of the problem here. You listed the players, and they were great players at that club. Not just good players, mm. great players at yeah. that club. So surely the issue has to be the management. The issue has to be the system. And you look at Lukaku. I don't think the other system point. United. I mean, OK, I'm not just shooting because we're top of the league, United sat seventh and 14 points away from us. Probably... You know, after next Exeter, there'll be more points away from us. But the thing about it is, is that, is that they don't... I look at them and I don't see what pattern they play. I don't see what mm. style they play. It's like as though they just go out there and please themselves how they play. You know, like, oh, they all turn up and play. I, There's no cohesion between the players, as I see. Looking, well, I don't go to all the games, but I watch, like, I watch all the football, watch everybody's games. So you don't get the full 90 minutes, of course not. But what I see of United, it's, it's good for us. City fans because they, they just look as though they've got no plan, mm. which is great for us. I've got a builder in doing some work at the moment. We're having the bathroom done, very nice. He's a United fan. He had a terrible cold at the weekend, was furious that he dragged himself out of bed to go to Old Trafford at the weekend. And the person that he was most angry with out of everyone was Pogba. And he said he didn't seem to, he seemed to be doing his own thing. He'd be doing tricks and flicks instead of playing the simple passes that. Everyone has been crying out for him to play all season. It's just going back to the Pogba of old, isn't it, Mickey? Well, I think what happened when he got taken off, I think there wasn't much um, disappointment from the fans. He didn't play as well as he can do. I don't know what's happening really with Pogba. I mean, he, he comes with a big reputation, but he's finding it difficult. He has mm. certainly found it difficult since he's been back in the country. Team spirit as well, when you look at United. And I saw a thing with, uh, with Neville and Scholes in that uh, text, uh, scrapbook or whatever they do, where mm. Neville does a thing with Scholes. <clears throat> And he said the one thing that Sir Alex Ferguson encouraged, and I watch it, and it just hits a chord with me when I see City now, is that when a player scores, everybody goes to celebrate. I mean, they can't get there quick enough. Mm. And it happens at City, and he said that Sir Alex encouraged that, no matter who scored, players had to go there to see that bonding. And when Guardiola came to us, he said his first thing was not about winning games. The only way you win games is if you have a spirit, if you have a collectiveness, if you have a, a will and knowing what everybody else is supposed to mm. do. And if I get that together, then we'll win games. Well, United might well celebrate all together when they score goals. It's just we can't remember what that looks like, so we don't know whether they're celebrating it's together. Bad. It's obviously a difficult gym to take at the moment, but, you know, can, can it get better? It has to get better. Simple fact is otherwise things will change. Let's get back to the phones. We've got Webby, our very own Webby, from Mr. the full-time Webb. Devils phoning on the line. Evening, Webby. Good evening, chaps. This man will answer How are you? Has you dry yet or have you been in the canal? Uh, well, I couldn't listen to the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> Not very much coverage from the bottom of the ship canal. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to come up for there and just tune in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, I, I, I agree with it, obviously. It, it's, dis it's disappointing to watch at the moment. Do I want him to succeed? The manager calls to do. But if you lose the fans there, the booing. Now, people have got rights to boo. They pay the money. I don't boo. Never that boo the United player. But it's not good, Mickey. It's not good, lads, you know. Mm. No disrespect to Crystal Palace. What you next, though, Daz? What next, Mr Webb? Come on. Well, at the end of the day, Mickey, you've got to look at... These players don't become bad players overnight, so you've got to look at the coaching. 
You know what I mean? You, don't, don't, you can get away with one or two playing bad and win games, but you know, it's five, six or seven. Some of those players should not be at the football club, Mickey. Should not be getting offered new deals. you got the young kid there what was bought from Porto. Mm. He's had two great games. He's not been seen. We've got a 35-year-old, old, that's the youngest, playing it right back as a winger. The club is a mess from top to bottom. But everything and you're it, saying there, Web- Webby, isn't necessarily down to Jose Mourinho and the coaching. It's down to the acquisition of players, which it would seem from the outside, for Man United, that goes down to Woodward. Of course he does, Jim, but it's the manager who wants the players. Mm. You know, people keep saying to me, oh, I'll give Jose a load more money. He's had, he's had 400 million. You know, we made the point against Juventus at home by not making a substitute when you're chasing a game at 1-0. Now, Juventus at Old Trafford was a mild better team, mm. but at 1-0, you've always got a chance to sneak a, to sneak a goal. And he was saying, I'm not making any substitutes because my bench ain't good enough. Hang on a minute, Jose. You bought half that bench, son. You know, it's big. we've got big, big problems. We've got to stick together, which I think we will do. Uh, what about Fred not starting? I mean, he doesn't seem to get a, a game, does he? Well, Mickey, to be honest, you, you've got to look at obviously he's come from a different league, a lot different the Russian league to our league. But you've got to give him a run of 10, 8, 9, 10 games. There's no point putting him in one and putting him out for free. I think he'll start tomorrow night. But it's just strange. Like, You're starting tomorrow game. night. Is there an element with that consistency there? You mentioned players coming in for two, three games. I mean, again, Jose Mourinho made changes. He doesn't seem to know his best team. Is there a case for going, right, this is my starting eleven? I'm going to play him. It doesn't really matter what results we get for the first three. We're going to build some consistency. We're going to get players playing together. We're going to get people knowing what positions they're supposed to be playing in and just sticking with a plan for a bit. You look at the Leicester team that won the league. How many changes did Ranieri, who was known as a tinker man, in virtually the same 11? So go yeah. to those same 11 players and let them play not every game, make the odd change. But for me, if you look at Saturday, we had four centre forwards on the pitch and we could still be playing now. We wouldn't look like we were going to score. You know, we've got to stick together. Uh, but obviously, if you lose the crowd, then you're on an hiding to nothing and the booze were there and it wasn't the same going off the pitch. And to be honest, we could have lost the game on Saturday and we could have had no qualms about it that Palace had the better chances. So we've got to start again tomorrow night. You know, we've got to run the fixtures now where we should pick up three points. But as a United fan, I'm not confident. And now that shouldn't be the way, you know, and it doesn't help. Not like you, Daz, you're always confident, so that sends out a I'm I'm trying to be very, very confident, but it's hard we're seeing that on the pitch at the moment. And we need a goal on Saturday, and he takes the three players off, which can open the doors. Mm. And Matic somehow stays on. I can run quicker than Matic, and I can't (laughs) run. Webby, cheers for coming on, mate. Appreciate that. Thanks for coming on. Oh three four five triple one seventy six twenty five. If you want to get involved, the full time Devils phone in on Thursday will be a lively affair. One of United's biggest fan phone ins. Make sure you tune in on Thursday or get the podcast by searching Manchester Football Social. However, you find your podcasts. We're going to talk about tomorrow night and the young bon ga- young boys game very very soon. If you want to get your say, oh three four five triple one seventy six twenty five, and we'll speak to you next on the Manchester Football Social. This is the Manchester Football Social. Legend Review. This is the Manchester Football Social. I'm Jim. Mickey Thomas is here. Gary Owen is here. We're still taking your calls. 0345 on the weekend's action. We've been talking about Jose Mourinho potentially getting the boot. Certainly a large section of the fans fancy him getting the boot. There's one managerial 
potential that we haven't considered yet. But Dan from Moston has come up with a great suggestion. He says, I think Ireland have stolen the man for United. Mick McCarthy would be the ideal choice. Oh, for United's club. <laughs> I'm not sure Mick McCarthy would be the man, but you kind of see a little bit of sense in that. It's the man motivation thing, the ability to bring players together, which I know Mick McCarthy would not be the man for the United job, but that maybe is the kind of character they need, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and Roy Keane. Mick McCarthy and Roy Keane, the dream team. Uh, let's talk briefly about tomorrow night's game against young boys. Incidentally, if you're living or working in Manchester, the police are advising that businesses close early and people avoid the rush hour, potentially working from home. They're predicting a bit of chaos in the city centre as the young boys' t- fans come to town. But this is a massive game. For United now, Mickey, they don't come much bigger than this. It could be about Mourinho's job and not just progress in the Champions League. Well, the progress in the Champions League is so crucial. You know, financially, it's so rewarding, so they have to stay in this competition. Uh, as Gio just said before we came on air, that the the win against them tomorrow will cement our position yeah. into mm-hmm. next day. So well, I think we will win the game, but we have to perform better than what we did at the weekend. Juventus has got um, uh, Valencia yeah. at home. Yeah. They're not going to get beat by them. They're not going to no. get beat by Valencia. Juventus will win at home, which will... United only... And a draw would do United, I believe. Well, if Juventus beat Valencia, United actually finished top of the group as long as you beat Young Boys tomorrow night, which seems incredible when you compare Champions League form to the Premier League season. Why is... I mean, it's two sides of the same coin. Why is it so different? Well, it's, I think, obviously, it's a knockout stage. You know, you, if, you, if you lose, you're going to get knocked out. You're not going to focus. So I think maybe more focus. I don't know, but... Uh, the reality is that that Champions League is, is important to Manchester United financially, you know, and they have to have their status being that as well for the next stages of that competition. So you're right, Jim, it's a huge game in more ways than one. They cannot afford to lose that. But just let me just say something. Talk about papering other cracks. Mm. Nobody fancied United to beat Juventus in Jordan. No. Nobody did. But they went there and won it. If they would have got beaten, United had been set on four points. But as opposed to on seven points now, the difference that result has made. What a fantastic result it was, especially being one goal down as well. To come back and win that game, Juventus have had a great start to the season. So United a point, and they will get a point. I said this about Palace, but they will beat young boys, young boys tomorrow and they'll beat them convincingly. And Lukaku will score. We've got a couple of minutes left of the show and we've got Adam on the phone who's waiting to have a chat. Evening, Adam. Evening, you all right? Very good. Thanks for coming on, mate. So, uh, the weekend's game... Disappointing for you as a United fan, obviously? Extremely. Uh, and it's week after week, to be honest. It seems like we we say the same thing every week. Mm. Um, but I think it, the whole thing's confusing. The whole club's confusing on and off the pitch. Um, and I, I think I'm like a lot of people. One week you're saying, well, Mourinho's got a goal, he's to blame. And the next week you're saying, well... Who do you replace him with? Is it better to keep him? Is it upstairs where it's not working? And I think a lot of people don't know. Um, I mean, the truth of the matter is, if it is upstairs that's the problem and a lot of people have their issues with the Glazers or a lot of people have their issues with Ed Woodward, none of that is going to change. It doesn't matter how many protests fans put on or how many green and gold scarves they wear in the crowd because the club makes money and as far as the owners are concerned, that's what they want it to do. So that is never going to change. You might as well pack up and go and support FC United. Well, I mean, it's not going to change. Um, but how long do you keep? How many times can you keep changing the manager? Um, where, where do you go from here? I think the the recruitment has been shocking for years now. Um, even Mourinho signings, if they are Mourinho signings, half of them don't get any game time. Mm. 
Yeah, um, I find it hard. Yeah. I mean, about the, the sounds, I think obviously a, a manager would not sanction it if he didn't want to play in the club. No one else is going to buy that player. The manager looks at the uh, looks at players over a course of a period of time and said, that's the one we want, and they go and get him. He has spent, what, four years? Yeah, million. no, I agree with that, but then do, do they look at a group of players? And, and mm. Fred, for instance, he's, he's brought Fred in, who's had next to no game time. If he looked at him before the season started and said, well, he's a player I want if I can get a ball playing centre-half. He's not got a ball playing centre-half, and he's thinking, well, he does doesn't work. It's you know, is the manager looking at the bigger picture, and upstairs they're looking at individuals. Adam, I think we've answered it. The answer to the question is, what happens next for United is we don't know. No one knows at the moment. So no, thank you very much. That, that's it. Right, cheers, guys. cheers, Adam. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, that is it for the Manchester Football Social. If you missed any of today's show, you can get it again as a podcast, Manchester Football Social. Just search it wherever you find your podcasts. Before we wrap up today's show, there has been sad news for Manchester City, though. Johnny Hart passed away at the age of 90, a Manchester City legend. 196 games for the club, 67 goals in that mix as well. Yeah, 72, I thought. But having said that, when I was a schoolboy, he had the manager's uh, reins for six months. Um, he didn't want the job, he was a shy man, a gentleman, there's no two ways about it. Mm. His son Paul Hart, who we know, um, had a great career playing football as well. Um, it'll be sad, it will be sad that he's he's gone 90 years of ninety years young, should I say. Uh, and no matter how old you are, it's always sad when somebody you know passes away and, uh, and God bless him. I heard a great story about Johnny Hart. I must admit, it's a player I'm not massively familiar with. I was reading about him today, and he described Main Road as his home. It's where he wanted to be. And All his was, life. That was part All of the life. reason he ended up taking the manager's job at Man City, which he felt at the time he took it that he was too shy to be in that role. But he just wanted to stay close to the club and wanted to be part of it, and so ended up taking that step into management that maybe wasn't the right choice And for as him. a player, he missed out with the broken leg when well, we got beat 3-1 in the final. He missed the following year through injury when we won the final 3-1. Um, but listen, he had a great time, he had a great life, and um, you know, he'd be looking down as now thinking what a great life he's had. A player, the kind of player that it sounds like to me, the chant, one of our own, was kind of written about. It feels like that kind of player. Yeah, he's a, he, he was he was a gentleman. I know people say that when people pass away, but he was a gentleman and a quiet gentleman. God bless him. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.